messages. And the reason for that is because there's so many other people preaching Christmas messages that I, I personally, as much as I love the gospel and as much as I love the good news, I do believe that sometimes it, it sort of beats the proverbial dead horse. Because everywhere it's like a standard message that everyone has to preach. And I believe in preaching what the Lord lays on my heart. So, this morning, I'm preaching a message entitled, What is Christmas? What is Christmas? Um, it's a little bit different. I told my wife coming over here, and, and I, I, I'll tell you the same thing. I'm going to probably shoot myself in the foot this morning. Uh, just go ahead and get it out of the way. But what is Christmas? Well, let's start by saying what is not Christmas. Well, I'll tell you first thing. Christmas is not going shopping to buy gifts. Christmas is not maxing out a credit card going into debt. And I'll tell you the reason why I believe that is because the Lord Jesus came to save us and to release us from our debt. Our sin debt, that is. But I do believe that it's not about the buying of the gifts. It's not about the... It's not about what society today says Christmas is about. Christmas is a whole lot more than just that. You know, we celebrate Christ's birth. If we're, if we're a Christian, we celebrate Christ's birth. But for those who do not know Christ as their Savior, they celebrate something totally different. They just believe that it's that time to be in with family. And, and being with family is very important. I, I love being with my family. And, and actually, and I'll tell you that here in a little bit, but next weekend I plan on being with my family to celebrate Christmas. But Christmas is so much more than that. Christmas isn't just about spending time with your family. It's not about buying gifts. It's not about giving gifts. It's not about receiving gifts. Christmas is a time of restoration. And you may be saying, well, well, what do you mean by it's a time of restoration? Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the way I see Christmas and the way I understand Christmas according to God's holy word, and you can begin in Luke and you can read the Christmas story, Christ came for one sole purpose, and that was to restore us, a lost and dying world, sinners living on our own, sold out to Satan, sold out to the flesh, sold out to all this other. And God sent His Son to restore us, this wicked people that we are. He came to restore us to Himself. John 3.17 says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. We know John 3.16, and I'm going to say it again here in just a little bit, but John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. The world is us. Those, those individuals that, that now are saved, if we know Him as our Savior, but He's also, He saved them, or He sent His Son, for those who do not know Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. That is the purpose of Christmas. That is the meaning of Christmas. It's not about the gift. Excuse me. It's about the gift, not the gifts. Even the wise men, we put it 
in the story of Christmas. And when we do it, and, uh, uh, you see in the nativity scene, and the, there's always going to be three guys standing in the back with long beards and, and a nice royal hat on. And, and they're in the nativity scene. But if you truly read the Scriptures, you will realize that the wise men were not there when Christ was born. The wise men came in anywhere from two years or more from the time Christ was born. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the frankincense, the aloe and the myrrh that the wise men brought. It's about the gift that God gave us in a little manger. It's about being restored. Another thing that Christmas is, it's about being redeemed. It's about redemption. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. And then in Galatians 1, 4, it says, Who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from the present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. Redemption. An easy way of understanding what redemption is, and this, this, I was thinking about this this morning. My wife would testify. I was up in throughout the night thinking of this. And redemption is: Have you ever carried anything to a pawn shop? You, you've taken your worldly possession and and you carried it to a pawn shop, and and the pawnbroker he's giving you money for this possession and gave you a ticket, and you you go home, and so you you've loaned out this thing for a while. But to get it back, you have to pay it. Well, if you don't have the money to pay for it in this certain amount of time, you lose that item. Redemption is just that. Redemption is Christ coming and paying a debt. Paying that pawnbroker, so to speak. Paying Him and buying us back to the glory of God. Buying us back to the family. He's redeemed us. He, he's paid that debt, that, that penalty that we cannot pay. To bring us back to God. That's what redemption is. That's what Christmas is. That's why Christ came to this earth. Christmas. It is a time of rebirth. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3.3 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23-25 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is grass, and all glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the Word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the Word which by the Gospel is preached unto you. Man came to Christ asking, how can I be saved? How can I inherit the kingdom of God? Christ responded back in John 3, 3 as I read, you must be born again. The only way we could be born again is by believing on Jesus Christ. And the only way we could believe on Jesus Christ is through Him coming in flesh as a babe, born of a virgin, raised. And the thing about it is He was raised just like we were. There's nothing, in it, and I'm going to say this carefully, and I know somebody's going to throw something at me, but there is nothing spectacular about his life as a child. 
as a child. He was God. He was man. He was born as man. He was raised the same way we were raised. He didn't sin like we sin. He didn't have the lust, the desires, and acted upon them the way we do. He was raised the same way we are, only without the sin. And then finally, or the fourth point, Christmas is the time of receiving. Not the receiving of earthly gifts. Not the receiving of worldly gifts. It's receiving the ultimate gift. That ultimate gift that can only be presented to you by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Because He's the one that shed His blood for us. But I tell you, a gift is not a gift unless it is received. I could take... I'll use my glasses. I want to give this gift to my wife. But until she reaches out and receives this gift that I want to give to her, it's not a gift. Because I still have possession of it. See, God, through Jesus Christ, He gave us that gift. The fact, or the point is, we need to receive that gift. See, He went ahead while we were still sinners, because we're all sinners according to Romans 3.10 and according to Romans 6, or 3.23, we're all sinners. There ain't none of us. Man, that was some southern slang. There ain't none of us righteous. There ain't none of us good. Not one of us. But, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, while we were out in the world, living the world the way we wanted to do it, without even thinking about God, without even thinking about His Son, when we were out in the world, God said, I love you. And He gave His Son for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. Again, or Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but that gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not a gift until we receive it. He get, he, he's given over ownership to us if we receive it. Eternal life, happiness, forgiveness of our sin, a debt wiped free, being redeemed. John three sixteen and 17 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. We have to receive a gift for it to be a gift. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, But what saith it? The world is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation Romans 10:13 this is another one of my favorite verses Romans 10:13 says for whosoever 
for whosoever. That world that we were talking about that, that God gave His Son for, that world that, that Christ died for, that world, wait, me, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For us to receive that gift of salvation, for us to receive that gift that, that God so graciously gave us in the birth of Christ, which later, which later led to His death on the cross of Calvary. For us to receive that, it only requires us to call upon His name and receive that salvation and receive that gift. As we close this morning, I don't, I don't know where you stand this morning. I, I know it's not your typical Christmas message, but, but I can tell you firsthand that that great gift that I received trumps any gift that man can give me. Because the things of this earth, they'll pass away. Those things that are metal will rust till they wither away. Those things that are cloth will mold and mildew till they wither away. Those things that are paper, the moth will eat till it's withered away. But the one thing I can tell you, the greatest gift of all that will never go and will never wither away is the gift of salvation and the gift of being with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So this morning, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you stand. I, I, I don't know your relationship. But this holiday season, I ask you, what greater gift could you give or receive than that of salvation? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, hmm. Father, I thank You for Your love again, Lord. I thank You that that Lord, even while I was out living a life, not thinking of You, not looking to You, but Lord, You reached down. You gave Your Son to die on a cross. Lord, not... Hmm. You cared enough to bring me back to Your house, Lord, to Your family, to send Your Son, born of a virgin, lived a life as we live so that He knows those temptations he knows those trials. He knows those pain. He knows that agony that we face, Lord God. But Lord, He never sinned. He died on the cross. A righteous man. A worthy man. But He died on the cross to pay a debt that I could not pay. Lord, I ask this morning that You will reach down and You will touch our hearts this morning, Lord. If there's anyone in this room or in the sound of my voice that has never accepted You as their Savior, Father, I pray that this morning You will reach down and You will touch them, Lord God. May they not go through this day without calling upon Your name. Because You tell us in Romans 10, 13, Lord, that whosoever, each and every one of us right now is a whosoever, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, We'll be saved. Father, one of my other verses that I love so dearly. Maybe the, the, the Lord, we've been saved. I pray that we will have a right relationship with You this day, Lord. We know according to 1 John 1, 9 that, that if we confess our sins that You are faithful and just to cleanse us 
Wash us white, Lord. Cleanse us and restore us to righteousness in Your Son. Father, be with us today. Bless these hearts. Bless these souls in here today, Lord God. Father, and again, I just want to give You all the praise, honor, and glory for who it is truly due. Thank You for this holiday season. In Jesus' name, Amen.